Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you trying to connect with your path in life? Do you have a hard time trusting your gut? Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Do you wonder what intuition is? And how it works. Get ready for the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor made to help you realize your full potential through body, mind, and spirit. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of spirituality, energy healing, holistic wellness, alternative medicine, and nutrition. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in connection with your intuition and emotional healing. The Elise Intuition Radio Show starts now. Here's your host, Dr. Elise. Welcome to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. I'm your host, Dr. Elise, and I help people heal their emotional bodies in ancestral family patterns, connect to their intuition, and discover their life purpose through intuitive life coaching and flower essence. Before I get into this topic for today, I just want to share some good news with you. First of all, thank you all for your continued support And I am excited about this being season four of the Elise Intuition Radio Show, starting this season where we're going every third Wednesday of the month. So be sure to revise your calendars, mark your calendars, because season four will air every third Wednesday of the month, okay? Today, we have a special guest by the name of Kelly Cooper, here to discuss with us the law of attraction and manifestation. Those are two topics that are often misunderstood because, you know, people think that, you know, when you think something, it's supposed to happen right away. And Kelly is the perfect expert to help us understand, you know, what it means to develop something and co-create with the universe. So, Let me share a little bit more about Kelly Cooper with you. Kelly Cooper is a coach who specializes in conscious creation and deep energetic transformation that naturally aligns us with typical human wants. She and her husband have been location independent since 2011, calling all sorts of exciting places home from Fiji to Thailand to Oman to Bali. So let's welcome Kelly Cooper to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Just fine. Happy New Year. Same to you. I hope your 2021, wow, is off to a good start. 
Yeah, so far so good. Um, you know, we we have no complaints. The weather is uh, not so good, but you know, it's winter. <laughs> exactly. Where are you located? Right now, I am here in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's pretty chilly here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm up in I'm in New Jersey, so yeah, it's super cold right now. You know, actually today's a kind of a nice day. It's nice and sunny, but yeah. I mean, we get pretty cold winter. So, yeah, for Phoenix, not used to cold. No. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, wait. That's why I moved it's out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so That's each time funny. we have a guest on our show, you know, we always like to know at what point did your intuition kick in and during that time of your life, what did it tell you? Mm, okay, yeah, I definitely have one that definitely shaped things moving forward. So, yeah, no, I definitely have something in that instance to share for sure. So, yes, I would say, you know, I've always been kind of tuned into my intuition and, um, you know, just little things I would always notice. And one of the best ways to start developing greater faith in your intuition is noting all the times you don't follow it, right? And then, like, the thing you thought might happen did and you get that feedback. So that always helped me. And one of the – I had a life experience a few years ago that really tuned me into trusting my inner self when everything around me was, like, you know, my mind was telling me, like, this is not how you should be handling this. This is, you know, you shouldn't be doing it this way. I had a health condition kind of show up overnight. And mm-hmm. I um, just, out of nowhere, I had a, a chronic pain condition, and I was in this intense amount of pain, and I was very scared. And I'm like, there's something clearly wrong with my body. And there's just something told me, though, like, don't go to the, and, I, and when I'm telling this story, I want to be clear to people, I'm not, you know, advocating for like not getting diagnoses or not going to doctors or anything. This is just my personal experience. It was very profound, right. so that's why I'm sharing this particular story, but I'm not advocating for anything like that. But, um, and I, you know, most people in my condition, they probably would have went to a doctor, maybe even a hospital to be like, this is very acute. Like, did something happen to me? Like, that's making me, my body this way. And I was very terrified of, like, what's happening to me. And a part of me is, like, you know, logical Kelly is, like, well, you know, you should really be, uh, you know, you need to go to the doctor and get a diagnosis. And looking up my symptoms online, I had a sense of what might have been wrong. But my intuition was just, like, that's not the path to, to do this. You need to, you don't want to treat, that path is going to bring you down treating symptoms. You need to heal. So even though I was very scared and I questioned what I was doing sometimes, intuitively, I knew that it was something I had to handle on my own. Intuitively, I knew this has nothing to do with what's happening physically. This is a manifestation of repressed energies. I had a good sense of why this situation might have manifested, and I just handled it on my own. And like I said, uh, my intuitive pull and my logical mind, as many people know, they're usually not really in sync, if ever, maybe, rarely, maybe, if ever. And I had to fight that questioning of, like, I was being irresponsible or what if I was endangering myself by not going to a doctor and getting a diagnosis. But just intuitively, I'm like, the label of the illness, the label of the symptoms, I know it doesn't matter. I know intuitively some people might feel empowered by a diagnosis. I knew for me, considering I had a pretty good sense of what might have been wrong, I'm like, if I got that confirmation, uh, that's going to make me feel even worse. If I'm told I have some chronic illness that I can't heal or whatever, right? So, yeah, so in my, and that experience, you know, when we have, when we really follow our intuition, when we really travel that path in a situation where your mind is screaming at you, 
like this is not what you're supposed to be doing, this is wrong, this is stupid, you really build, you know, you really build it more strongly because you're really in a, it just, it lends itself to really doubling down kind of on that perspective and doubling down on that trust. And ever since that point, especially seeing the trust in my intuition and how I, I the way I handled it, I intuitively did certain things. I intuitively let my intuition guided my healing process and I got better and I, I haven't been ill since. And I know it was because I intuitively, I knew like I have to focus on the true deep healing, not uh, just trying to treat symptoms or manage whatever is going on on a physical level, whatever this condition would be labeled as. And then again, like I said, because that was such a profound experience, from that point on, I developed a much deeper trust in my intuition, for sure, because I, I, I was able to follow it, and I made myself do it in an instance where it would have been very, very easy not to, and my logical mind would have made very, very good arguments as to why, like, don't, you know, you shouldn't be doing it that way. Wow. You know, we never know what our guests will share with us and how their intuition speaks to them. Because it's personal, and I, I like the fact that from that experience, you've learned how to trust your intuition more. Mm. So you are a coach that specializes in the law of attraction, and the law of attraction is something that you know everybody wants to experience, but they may not always understand it. How does the law of attraction really work? Could you give us some examples? Yeah. You know what? I think one of the biggest misconceptions about it is because of the – way it's often explained and like given the gist of it, it often comes off as like an action oriented process. It's like, okay, you ask the universe for what you want, you affirm, you raise your vibration, you think positively, and it gets, it becomes synonymous with things like vision boards and, you know, gratitude journals and affirmations and all that sort of stuff. And that certainly has a place in activating certain energies by focusing our attention in those sorts of ways that it allows us when we do those sorts of things. But I think what happens is people don't really realize it's like, oh, it's not this tool, this like new tool on the personal growth scene that just I haven't been using it. I didn't know about. So now I'm going to quote unquote use it. A lot of people, you hear them say that using the law of attraction uh, to get what I want, to get the stuff I don't have. But, and again, like what they're not really understanding is this is a, considered one of the universal spiritual laws that kind of try to attempt to explain to us mortals like how this infinite like inexplicable like universe is functioning and so it's like oh the law of attraction is something that's always been operating in my life i just wasn't aware of the impact of my emotional state my focus my self-image my belief system on how that was impacting my reality so what happens a lot of times is right people jump right to that action of like let me affirm I want money. Let me make a vision board about this thing. Let me write down my dream boyfriend. And, again, there's value in all of that. And then people find it, quote, unquote, doesn't work for them. And because there's that misunderstanding of what it actually is, they're not really making the inner transformations that are necessary to align with a different external reality because they're not – because, again, if they've always been creating and there's stuff in their life they don't like or there's all these obstacles, they're not looking at what led to creating that. So if that energy isn't really transforming at all, the outside circumstances can't. So the one thing I would say to people is just remember, the LOA, it's not a tool. It's not an action-based process. Manifesting may be a verb, but it's not an action. It's about what you're being. So we need to take a look at, we have to have a sense of what's going on inside. 
And this doesn't mean some deep dive analysis of every thought and feeling, but you want to have a sense of, okay, if I've always struggled with money, like what's that, what's, what's that about? Like what, what are my beliefs around money? How do I feel about money? Then if we don't address that and someone maybe jumps right to affirming that they're wealthy and affirming infinite abundance and they're like, Hey, where's my money? It's like, Oh, okay. If the LOA is about what's happening inside of me, and that's a that is a my outside experience is a mirror of that. Am I trend? Have I been transforming any of that? And a lot of people might find like, oh yeah, not really. I wasn't even really paying attention to that. I was just trying to attract what I don't have. And that's a very different journey than making the inner transformation that naturally aligns you with whatever it is you want externally. You want to lose weight. You want a boyfriend. You want a better job. Whatever. So yeah, that's what I would say is like one of the big things for people to keep in mind. And with that understanding, they'll find that they'll more be able to quote unquote successfully work with the teaching. Wow. So I, I like the fact that you addressed <laughs> why it, those tools necessarily do not work. So how can you help others overcome their limiting beliefs? I would say the thing with belief system is we overcomplicate it a lot because the way we think about what we need to do for it, we find we struggle a lot. Because what, what do you think about it, right? What's a belief? Something There's something over and over again you've told yourself about how something works or how the world is or how this thing is. So we have our beliefs about money how easy it is to earn money or how hard it is, whether money is good or bad. We have beliefs about what relationships are like, uh, what men are like, what women are like. We have beliefs about this thing or that thing. And then we recognize, okay, some of these beliefs from the law of attraction manifesting conscious creation perspective, I would probably need to tweak these because these beliefs really don't lend themselves to getting these things I want. Like if I have a belief, for example, that, well, I've always been poor, I grew up poor, I live in a poor area. I just kind of got dealt a crappy hand. I really, I'm just someone that's, you know, economically disadvantaged for some reason. I probably can't ever have money. We would think, okay, well, that's not a helpful belief, right, to have if uh, I want money. If I, be- if I don't believe it's possible for me based on my, my, the nature of my human reality, the, the circumstances I was born into, for example. So with mm-hmm. changing limiting beliefs, what we have to, the first thing that's important to remember is, We can't really logically convince our mind to believe something. It probably has little to no evidence for in our own lives, right? Because our mind bases our belief system on what it observes, and then it draws conclusions. So if you ask your mind to believe something that it hasn't hasn't seemed to be true in your own life or in your culture or in your community or humanity at large, it's probably going to be like, well, why would I believe that? Like, I have nothing to, I have nothing to look at to justify that belief. So we have to recognize our feelings. The role, again, it, it goes back to intuition. This is a perfect tie-in, right? Intuitively, someone listening to this show, I'm saying something that intuitively connects somehow. There's like a little spark. You have a, you, you, um, you get into this journey and you read these spiritual teachings and you read about the LOA and all these different ideas that are meant to improve your life and all these spiritual teachers, what they talk about as the true nature of reality, like you're loved and supported, there's infinite abundance and all these different things. So people will have like an intuitive emotional connection with that information. And the key to changing limiting beliefs is you trust that that intuitive resonance with those ideas is a valid means to evaluate truth. 
because without that, changing our belief system is very difficult because, again, if we try to do it from a logical perspective and try to convince our mind to believe something that's true, that, again, it has really no evidence for, it's always going to fight us. It's going to be like, well, prove it. And if the belief comes first and then our manifestations, we see the mind doing that. We see how it trips us up because if we, we can't manifest evidence of a belief we don't believe, right? So the key to changing right. your limiting beliefs is you trust that your intuitive resonance with all these beliefs that feel a lot better to believe, that make you feel empowered and hopeful, that make you feel like things can get better, that the world isn't this random, chaotic, terrible place and there's a rhyme and reason to things that are happening. You believe your emotional state. You believe your self-image. You believe how you focus your, on your attention influences your reality. And, again, you trust the intuitive resonance. You trust your feelings are a valid means. Because that's really all you have to go on, especially at first, because, again, you're not going to have that evidence in your own life. So this shifting of belief, it's really not done on an intellectual level so much as an emotional level. So just listening to you explain this process of how to overcome your limiting beliefs, people must understand that this is something that may not happen in one or two or maybe even three sessions. This is something that may be ongoing. Exactly, yeah, because you think about it. You know, if we have a certain belief that we are instilled with, let's say, like let's say, for example, you grew up in like one of those super religious uh, groups that were like, where God is this angry thing and, you know, you have to appease him and you're bad and you're evil and everything human wants are bad and anything the ego wants is bad. And if that's your conditioning for, like, your whole life, especially from when you're a child and you don't know any better and your little slice of the world, your household is like a microcosm of, the, of reality, um, it's like, yes, yeah, so if you grow up and then if our beliefs, uh, are the starting point of our physical experience, and you manifest all of this evidence that these beliefs are true because that was the energy you were working with, so you manifested things that, quote, unquote, proved it to you. Yeah, even, you know, to, to let that go in, like, you know, a weekend, it's possible. Like, anything's possible because essentially it's a choice. That's another thing, too, about limiting beliefs. Essentially, the ability to do it is we have to make a conscious choice. What do I choose to believe? Again, it kind of ties into the intuitive resonance with information. So, yeah, people have to understand, like, don't put pressure on yourself. If you've been operating under a, a belief system for decades, and then, of course, because you believe those things, you manifested all of this evidence to be true, even though you now intellectually understand that the manifestations aren't proof of the belief, rather just a reflection of it, and the belief came first. To let that really trickle down into a true knowing and a true rejection on an emotional level, yeah, sure, that could take some time. But people don't need to be discouraged about that because a mere willingness to do this energetically, that's very powerful. Because there's an, uh, our energy opens up when we have a willingness. We're willing to question things. We're willing to let stuff go. We're willing to conceive maybe these things I believe now aren't true. Also, yeah, like all people need, if you have that willingness, that's, that's your golden. That energetically alone is extremely powerful. That you're aware of your beliefs now, again, energetically that's very powerful because they're no longer just running rampant under the surface, like creating all this chaos in your life and you have no idea what's going on. And then in your mind, conscious mind, just like everything seems random or terrible or whatever. It's like so the awareness is powerful energetically. That shifts something alone, just being aware of the thoughts, even if you haven't changed them yet. And, again, just a willingness to be like, you know what, my belief system, the way I think now, 
not really working for me. I mean, from a logical standpoint, even, it's like it would make sense to maybe entertain something new and at least be open to this idea that maybe this stuff is true. And that's all that you need. And then you just keep making that conscious choice over and over again to choose what you believe. And the more you build momentum energetically when that happens, you start manifesting evidence of these new beliefs. And because you now have personal experience to point to, you'll actually, it gets easier to believe it because you can actually see in your own life, oh, yeah, I think that actually may be true. Wow. I love the fact that you emphasize free will choice, continuing to make yeah. the choice that feels good to you, to you. I like that. Yeah. I mean, essentially all of this work, energetic transformation, personal growth in general, when you really think about it, conscious choice is at the root of everything because we just get to choose what we believe. I mean, our mind's going to want us to believe certain things. A lot of the stuff our mind wants us to believe it. It doesn't feel very good. And it's like, okay, so I have this choice here. I can believe this stuff that feels badly. My mind will fight that it's true because of all the evidence it has or uh, the, all the ego stuff with all the grievances it wants to hold and then be a victim or whatever, all these different things the mind does. Or I can believe all this other stuff that frees me, empowers me, and makes me feel better, helps me heal all of my emotional pain and trauma I may have experienced in the past, helps me let go of resentment and anger, helps me love myself more. So it's like, and the choice would seem obvious, but any human with a mind knows that it's not always that easy. So, But as long as we keep making our best effort to do it, because if it's all, it all comes down to power of choice, no one can take that away from you. No one can make you believe something. It's like, oh, this ball is totally in my court. And as long as I keep trying to do that, even when it's not always easy, you can't, you have to succeed. There's like no other, like there's no other option, like, because it's all choice. So as long as you're choosing in favor of what serves you, you're always going to keep moving in that better direction. Wow. So, you know, we talked a lot about belief systems around money and other goals, but let's take a moment and look at love relationships. A lot of questions that, we get are centered around love. You know, when yeah. do you see my soulmate coming in or, you know, what do you see for me in love? And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's just more than asking a question. So if a person has gone through relationship after relationship and have experienced a lot of, you know, karmic, deep soul-level life lessons, how can they process the negative emotions in a way that, them. And I'm glad you asked about feelings because, like I said earlier, like the LOA is about this universal law that's always been operating in our life, and all of our beliefs, right, and our the way we view all of those thoughts in our head have an emotional component. So obviously, if we our our negative feelings don't come out of out of nowhere, there's a thought process, a story, a narrative going on, and then that story is going to determine is that story or narrative or conclusion is going to feel good or it's going to feel badly, right? So for a lot of people the stories they're telling about relationships, especially because it's such an area where we're so sensitive and the ego is so easily wounded and we're so attached to like, we look to relationships to solve every emotional wound we have like that. We think that's the answer to everything. It's a very emotionally charged aspect of our life. There's a lot of people carrying around a lot of very painful stories about that. People break up with you. There's something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. You, ever, you can't ever seem to attract good people. You think there must be something wrong, like there's something wrong with me. I'm incapable of this or I'm broken. I'm too damaged to be all these ter- terrible things, right? So there's a pain there, and there's that pain. There's all of our feelings. Essentially, I like to say en- words like energy and vibration are just fancy words for feelings. 
So you see that processing negative emotions is a huge part of energetic transformation. And like I said before, with the LOA being presented often as this action-oriented type process, people skip that part very much. And they kind of like try to be positive, but then like they're sprinkling this like very thin layer of wispy positivity over this negative emotion that might be present for years and years and has a lot of momentum, a lot of gravitational pull, a lot of weight behind it. So, you know, the, the idea of feeling your feelings in a way that quote unquote serves you is recognizing the value of doing that. Cause it's, cause when we're not aware of energy and that our emotions are basically our energy and like, that's kind of what's putting out that energetic signature. It's this mix of feelings we have. It's like, uh, so whereas before we didn't know that, you know, you're somebody that you're just unhappy and you feel all your negative feelings, but then like, there's nothing else to it. There's like no shift in thinking. There's no, um, what's it called? Uh, there's no like uh, embracing of new perspective. You just feel badly and you conclude, well, my life sucks or this guys suck or all girls are psycho or whatever. And then like, no, there's no growth happening. The, the feeling of the negative emotions not really serving any purpose. It's just coming up and we feel badly. But when we recognize the value of feeling our feelings, when we recognize that's the key to shifting energy, when we're now um, aware of all these new perspectives and thinking, we're feeling the feelings in a very different way. It's not so much like, oh, my God, everything sucks, I hate it, which that might be a little bit of the energy at first, that's normal, but you see it more as a purging. So as long as you're feeling your feelings in the context of I'm doing this to heal, I'm really making my best effort to embrace perspectives that would actually heal these feelings, you're good, and don't be afraid of feeling your feelings. Don't think it's a hindrance or holding you back. It's a good thing. It's actually moving you closer to where you want to be. But, again, it has to be coupled with that real willingness to embrace the ideas that would make those feelings transform because, again, the feelings aren't coming out of nowhere. There's a narrative, a story, a belief that makes us feel that way. So when you start shifting your belief system, the feelings automatically start shifting too because what's making you feel that way is transforming. But usually that intellectual acceptance of a belief alone usually isn't enough to, to heal the emotion because it's pretty deep a lot for a lot of us. And you still have to have your moments when you cry. You're going to have your moments where you are embracing a way of thinking that doesn't feel good and it's going to bring up emotions and you just let yourself feel them and get them out of your system. And every time you do that, there's a greater clarity. Your energy cleans up a little bit. When you're not weighed down by all of that emotion, it's not clouding your judgment, it's not clouding your perspective, and you see truth more clearly. Wow. So now I'm. It's kind of like unclogging a dream. Okay. But now this makes so much sense, you know, of why it's so important to not just jump into a new relationship after you break up with the previous person you need time to yeah because that's not the answer what you're meaning yeah mm -hmm. and i think too with relationships from manifesting with manifesting anything and especially stuff that we're really attached to because feeling attached to a desire that's always coming from a place of some kind of emotional pain when i say pain that could sound like a dramatic word i just mean any bad feeling and it's like we look to the manifestation to take the pain away especially relationships we think if we're partnered up like all is well in the world and everything will be perfect and it's not that that's not the case so especially with but any manifestation but especially stuff we feel really attached to we have to break that attachment we have to be able to make peace with where we are now and accept okay right now i'm single 
That's just some objective fact about my reality. Anything, anything beyond that that's painful, that's just the story my mind is telling. There's nothing wrong with being single. There's nothing wrong with the fact that I'm not in a relationship. I would like one, but any energy of I feel that I need this to be happy, that we want to, we have to explore what makes me feel that attachment. And then what happens is, because we hear a lot about with manifesting, you have to detach from your desire, which means like you can't feel that like, oh, around the, I need this thing, right? And, but detachment itself is not really an active process. Good luck trying to tell your mind to pretend to not care about getting something that oh, it thinks about obsessively constantly, right? It's like, no way, I, I can't do that. But if you explore the root of the attachment, the emotional pain, the stories, and you, you start purging that and transforming it, detachment is a, natural, is a natural byproduct of that. And you might still want the relationship. You recognize, yeah, I want to you know, get married someday or whatever. I want to have kids. It's fine. I want a boyfriend. I'd prefer to be in a relationship. No problem. But that sense of need, that energetic, like, ugh, that creates all this resistance to your current single status, that starts fading away. And you have to understand that you can want something without feeling like you need it. That scares your mind because it thinks the need somehow serves a purpose, but it really doesn't. So I've heard people say, I wasn't even looking for love, and it found me. just happened. Yeah, All that's of a, a sudden, perfect thing, yeah. Okay, okay. That's All a right. perfect like manifesting thing, right? Because uh, when we're detached from something, energetically, your, your energy is a lot cleaner. Because when you're not thinking about something, right, and you're not actively trying to get it all the time, you're not noticing its absence because you're not really thinking about it. So there's no, that energy that comes from like noticing something in your reality that you don't have and not being happy about it. And then quote unquote, trying to manifest it all the time. And like, you're, again, it's it trigger, it kicks up a lot of stuff energetically. Yeah. When you're not thinking about it, it's like, th that's a perfect example of how like a lot of people think, I think with LOA too, you have to constantly be thinking about stuff that you don't have yet. And like always, mm -hmm. you know, constantly putting out to the universe, I want this, I want that. But for most people, that's going to feel really badly <laughs> because they're pretty attached to it and constantly thinking about something they don't have and then feeling all this pressure to let it in or align with it or do all these tools and techniques. Like it just makes people feel worse. So yeah, like that's nothing to do with the LOA. Like, yes, yeah, set some intentions and if you affirm a relationship or whatever, that's fine. But don't be afraid then to just go on about your life and just live. And you'd be amazed what can show up when you're not even looking for it or thinking about it. And it's pretty nice to know that you can get these amazing things without trying so hard all the time to try to attract them. Thank you so much, Ms. Kelly, for this information. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate the um the opportunity to share it with your audience. I hope they find it helpful. So now let, let's just talk and speak to the Law of Attraction coaches. What advice would you have for other coaches who are supporting clients using the same technique or the Law of Attraction? I would say, you know, the way my coaching works is my coaching is very much focused on, like, inner transformation and emotional healing because all of that energetic shifting naturally aligns us with all our ego mind wants. So for me, the way, and everyone does it differently, but for me, what I would recommend to really, if you really want to help people get really good results is because, number one, all people want anyway are to feel certain feelings. That's why we want everything we want. It's like I think if I get this, I'll feel a way that's desirable to me somehow. Everything we don't like in our life, why don't we like it? Because we don't like it, how it makes us feel. If something happened to us and we had no emotional reaction, we wouldn't care, right? So I, you know, so my coaching is really try to help people manifest what they want most, which is the sense of well-being, the emotional healing, 
you know, encourage them to explore their energy, help them reduce their, their attachments and, and do that energetic, that emotional cleansing, because it's just, because again, like I said, that's what they ultimately want. That's what I try to help my clients do. And then of course we talk plenty about the relationships and the money, you know, it's all on the table for sure. But it's just like when you really help people work on that inner, inner transformation, rather than just trying to help them attract what they don't have, all of that stuff kind of comes anyway, and they get to start feeling better right away, and nothing needs to change first. So when you have people in that kind of mentality, and they're seeing that they can start feeling better immediately, and nothing needs to change in their life, all their same problems might still be there when they wake up in the morning. All the stuff that they don't have, they still don't have it. And they're working on, on transforming all of that. But even so, they get to start feeling better right away. And that's a great feeling. So I would say with people, you know, do that more of that inner work. You know, explore that stuff more deeply. Don't just focus so much on, like, the surface energetic shifts. It's like, and, and again, there's not, that's okay. It's just not my personal, like, I don't really work that way. So I tend to attract people that want, like, are doing, like, deeper work. And, uh, but yeah, it can hurt at any kind of coaching, really. It, and you encourage people to explore their feelings because no matter what the coaching is, even if it's something like business coaching and you're trying to help them make more money, they probably have some weird stuff around money that would be helpful to explore. So the more you help someone probe their inner world, no matter what kind of coaching it is, like the more successful their results are going to be because they're going to get what they ultimately want, which is to feel better, and then they're going to be like, oh, you helped me do that. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Now, is there anything else you would like to share with us about what you're doing to help others? Do you have upcoming books? Uh, um, yeah, I have. Uh, my website is like the best way to kind of get to know me better. I have – I've been – I started my website in 2014. I have a couple of hundred podcasts. I have hundreds of blog posts. I have stuff on my social media pages. So, like, if you like – kind of what I was throwing down here today. You can learn more about my perspective. I have plenty, plenty of content to sift through. So if you visit livelifemadetoorder.com, you'll find all of that content. You'll find products I have for sale of audio courses I've done and a coaching call library where I've recorded live coaching calls. Um, people can listen to them um, if they have similar issues, kind of like eavesdropping on someone's coaching session. They were recorded with permission, of course. And then, you know, I have um, also, too, I do private coaching. I have a three-month program that I do with people. So if that's something people were interested in, they're welcome to schedule, a, you know, a free kind of session to, you know, chat and see how I, may, I might be able to help them. And, yeah, you'll see links to all my social media there. So, yeah, livelifemadetoorder.com. That's, you know, way to, that's the best way to, to get into my world. Okay. Well, now that we know that you are the expert on law of attraction, we will definitely send any people who come our way who are looking for um, support in that area your way. <laughs> oh, awesome. I love to help. I'm very passionate about the subject matter because, like, like I said, I think there's so many misconceptions that either lead people to dismiss this information that could be literally life-changing or they struggle, they struggle a lot unnecessarily and they get discouraged and it just – the, with the way the misconceptions are and the way the mind interprets everything, it's like it could send people down a, a bad path quickly. And if I could help them, like, redirect and correct course, I, I like to do that and help them more deeply understand what's actually creating their reality and what really needs to happen inside to really see those changes. So, yeah, please, I'm happy to – anybody, if you're listening, you're welcome to email me, you know, contact me on my site. I'm always happy to offer my support in any way I can. Thank you so much, Miss Kelly. We love people who are willing, ready, and able to serve humanity. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, I, I love you. I could sense you have a great energy, and I love that. And 
I'm always, I love connecting with like-minded people. The same to you. You're doing a great service too to people by putting this out there and, and getting all these people on the show and, and all these different perspectives and subjects to talk about. And no, it, it's a very, it's very fulfilling work. And yeah, I'm, I love connecting with other people that are doing the same thing. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You are listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest Kelly Cooper. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we will hear messages from the angels and the spirits, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. What is intellectual property? It's something that you will have to protect when it comes to your learning organization. Innovation and creativity is definitely valued amongst humanity and should be protected. As a result, tutors need a blueprint to follow so that they will do exactly what needs to be done to protect their work and trade secrets for their learning organization. In the number one source for tutors and tutor business owners, Dr. Holland's Expanding Your Tutoring Business Series. Tutor consultant, Dr. Holland delivers her field-tested advice so that you can determine what types of intellectual property that will need to be protected, create various types of work agreements for your learning organization, develop a system to maintain records of your intellectual property, Build a business plan that will promote data-driven tutoring success. Describe the federal laws that impact your tutoring business. Implement quality assurance meetings. Create an online project management system for your content team. Implementing focus groups and market research. Disseminating your research for your learning organization. Acquire know-how for licensing your intellectual property and dozens of other strategies you will need to protect your intellectual property. Take a strategic approach to protecting your intellectual property so that you can build a household name in the tutoring industry. You can get your copy of Expand Your Tutoring Business Volume 3, The Blueprint for Protecting Your Learning Organization, on Amazon.com or submit your book order at orders at iGlobalEducation.com. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise. While we were on break, I intuitively selected messages from the angels in the spirit So let me share them with you. Two messages came in from Archangel Michael. One of those messages are centered around positive thoughts, create positive results. And, you know, as we are, you know, going into this new year, you know, this is still a building year. It's so important that you keep your thoughts positive so that you can manifest and learn how to create things that will um, have positive results for you. A prayer that can help you with this is divine love and wisdom. I call upon you now. I know that my mind and emotions are eternally and continuously connected to you. I ask my higher self to be aware and conscious of the love and light that is within every person and situation. Another message that came in from Archangel Michael is to admit the truth to yourself and act accordingly, okay? You owe yourself the truth. That is one of your divine birthrights. And a prayer that can help you with that is, I appreciate your support in helping me face my feelings with grace and acceptance so that I can be lovingly honest with myself and others. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for giving me courage and strength. 
additional messages that came in um, from the spirit and angels, strength was one of those things that popped up along with divine feminine energy and friendship. The frequency of strength supports our ability to harmonize all our qualities and skills towards a strong and balanced way of being. And that's why it is so important to make sure that you are being authentic and honest with yourself because that will show up in your relationships. It will show up in the workplace. It will show up in many areas of your life if you are not living with integrity. The energy of friendship supports our intrinsic desire for connection with others based on mutual affection and appreciation. So even when you are looking for or you are attracting friendships and um, other people into your life, whether it's in personal relationship or business, it's so important that you are able to be authentic. If you are finding yourself attracting people who are not being authentic with you, you know, they're not um, the type of energy that is trustworthy, then you have a divine birthright, a responsibility to protect your energy. It's okay because sometimes in different seasons, people come into your life, you know, for a short time, for a life lesson or a life blessing. If it means that you need to, um, you know, cut off that connection because it, it's not beneficial to not only you but to the other person. You know, when you exchange energy, you want to make sure that it's an even energy where it's a give and take. It's perfectly fine for you to do that. You owe it to be honest. The frequency of the divine feminine supports our soft, receptive, and nurturing side, facilitating our intuition and intrinsic understanding of our connection to the cosmos. So you are being called to focus a little bit more on your intuition, focus a little bit more on creating that space that will allow you to hear and uh, show more compassion and open up your fourth chakra so that you can continue to be a blessing to others, okay, especially if you are in the field of service. Some numbers that came up that may be significant in your life, guys, are the number 7, the number 74, the number 38, the number 16, and the number 22. So, guys, you know, the biggest thing that I'm seeing here is um, opening up your intuition, and you can do that through nature. I'm also seeing that this is a time for personal growth for you as well. So, if you are interested in looking at your life from an astrological perspective, then subscribe to my YouTube channel, Astro Elise, to get your monthly historic forecast by birth sign, weekly reading and insights, spiritual knowledge, and so much more. Join us every third Wednesdays of the month at Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Season 4, I will be beginning my 2021 historic series as I share with you how to explore the historic new year and take the advantage of the new energy that is coming along. We are in the age of Aquarius, so this, these are episodes that you don't want to miss, so stay tuned. 
Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent. You've been listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This hit show comes to you live every third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Elise, visit EliseHealingCenter.com. That's EliseHealingCenter.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.